Welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod. Number 99. Ooh, we're getting so close to 100. By um, so close, she means next week. I know, that's crazy. It's so crazy. Came out of nowhere. I actually had no idea. Happy New Year, but I think this is her second video in the New Year. Third. <laughs> video episode. Number number three, right? We've done two? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is the yeah. third one. God, January flies by. How How's being sober? Great, it's been... You sober cat, you? <laughs> You're not being sober, are you? I'm not participating. Honestly? I'm it's... not not participating. I'm just like... You're like, whatever. Yeah. Um, You know, it's been good. I've gotten some decent sleep. You always get decent sleep, but I feel like, I feel like nothing's changed. No, nothing's Not changed. one thing's changed. I thought that I would be like less puffy and more like bright-eyed, but I swear... Alcohol does not change my appearance. So, the, well, you don't get hangovers and you don't puff up. I've always noticed that about you. I'm like, I will wake up and get a, <laughs> a swollen balloon fish and you're just like, yeah, I had four bottles of wine. And I'm like, you look really moisturized. So your takeaway from dry January is not that worth it. <laughs> so far, no. But I'm hoping that in like a month I'll, I'll note. Some people say it takes three weeks to notice. Benefits, none. <laughs> But we're going to see what three weeks brings. I'll say this. Yeah, that's fair. And as a as a girl that didn't drink for a year and a half. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I But but no, this isn't even a fair comparison, though, because alcohol really doesn't affect you. But how long did you stop drinking when we did the podcast? Was it? Oh, that was like, that was two months. And then rough and rowdy, I did three months. And then, but when I lived in Newport, I did a year and a half. And you didn't notice anything? No, I noticed something, oh. but I'm the one that wakes up swollen. So like, That's of course true. I know, you know, you know what I think I'll notice, um, since I do love to work out and lift, I think that I'll see an increase in my lifting from not drinking. Yes. And I, I think our bodies are always, like you said, three weeks. I notice if I eat really bad, I don't know. I used to eat really bad and the next day I'd wake up and be like, nothing fits me, but it actually fits me. It doesn't three weeks later. If, yes. I, go, if I go for like a week of bad eating, it's not the next day that it hits me. So, like, right now, this body isn't a result of yesterday's food. It's a result of three weeks ago and last month. So, I'm, I'm in holiday body right now. That's actually so valid. Yeah. And that's why we cannot stick to anything because we want to see results like that. My face will be puffy the next day. That, yeah. that can happen if I have, like, pizza or something. Um, but not, like, jeans don't not fit the next day. They don't fit after like three or four compounding weeks. Yeah, that's actually so true. It's like after you're, you've had your whole like period cycle. Yeah, yeah. It's always, you know, where I was like, oh, I ate so bad last night. And it's like, but what'd you have three to four weeks ago, honey? Yeah. It's that cheeseburger. So how are you? Uh, any updates? Anything happening in the life? Um, well, Mr. President, I did, I did tag him. So we've got his name now. But I just, I still like calling him Mr. President. I don't know why. Wait, you tagged him? Yeah, I tagged him last night. Oh, in your story. Yes, in my story. I was like, you did not tag him on your post because I, I checked. I'm desperate for everything to match in my life. So I just have to get there really quickly. How has that been going? Great. It's been going great. Um, I think the biggest thing I've realized, and I know this episode's kind of about like how, who, how and who you are in relationships. Um, but what I've noticed with him is one having to be like 100% myself, which we've talked about a lot. And two, and like, and like fighting for that in little instances, mm -hmm. which I like love and vice versa. And I feel like we're both very complimentary in that sense. But also, do you know what his like superpower is? What? Making everyday fun. 
okay, I've noticed that with your dates, you guys are always doing something like very extravagant. Well, it's like it's like that slash sometimes when we wake up. So I used to always drink coffee at home. And I had this very structured morning routine. And I remember like the first time he was over and I made coffee and I was like, hey, do you want a cup? And he's like, oh, I don't drink coffee at home. And I was like, well, what do you do? And he's like, I love the experience of like getting up. He's like, you live in New York. He lives in LA. There's coffee shops walkable everywhere and there's such a vibe. He's like, I love getting up and going and getting the coffee because you're like impactive. It feels creative. Like you're, you're out there with the people. So I've gotten that habit. And it's like from there, and him and I are big on, like, he actually, I, I always figured what I had to do was go to, like, one coffee shop and set up shop for the entire day. He's like, oh, I love location changes, so we'll go to two a day. And I'm like, well, same. And he's like, well, why don't you do it? And I'm like, because well, why would I? And he's like, take a 20-minute walk from one to the other in the middle of the day? Like, makes total sense. Yeah. So, we, so days are fun like that. Like, we'll wake up and I'm like, today's vibe is this place or it's a full work day and we're going till nine. So like there's going to be a little wine bar at this one. And it's like, oh, we live in a city that allows for that. So it, it kind of it's made sort of like the entrepreneur world so much more fun. I love that. Like it was already fun, but it's just it's really pumped some air in those tires. So that's kind of how people always ask me. They say, how do you divide work and life? And I'm like, well, you don't. And one can't take over the other. But if you just let them all exist, but you're having fun with it and you have like a really good relationship with it, then they can overlap. Yeah. And I feel like that's been a really fun takeaway that he's taught me that I just never saw coming from somebody I was going to date. He does uh, the entrepreneurial life very well. So well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so nice to see somebody that's, you know, obviously years ahead of like where we are Mm -hmm. and just sort of how every time like a bomb happens— you know, it's like he's navigated that a hundred times. And so it's like, sometimes he's like, yeah, you're going to have to get in that weed. And sometimes it's like, that's really not that big of a deal. And it's like, just to have, that's like invaluable. You could have a mentor that could tell you that, but it's pretty invaluable to have somebody just sort of like near you that can answer that too. Yeah. Cause then you guys can like bounce off each other. And I feel like you both teach each other so much when it comes to this world. Yeah. Which is really fun to talk about it in like a light happy way I guess yeah and take things from like what he does and he'll ask questions and for people that love sort of that collaborative creative or they're like interested in different industries or like learning Mm -hmm. that's been a really fun dynamic I love that yeah so what about you what's going on um nothing crazy I since I'm sober have been trying to. Oh my God. <laughs> this is, this is the, dr- since I am sober, she's like waiting on her 30 day chip. I'm really working on trying to find activities to do that don't require drinking. Cause in New York, it's really hard. Right. So I've been reading a lot. Oh, what are you reading? So I read two different books. I do audio book, a little bit more extravagant, like the fantasy. And mm-hmm. then I'll do like a, a romance novel. Like I call it in person. And I'm, I just finally started on Akatar, which is A Court of Thorns and Roses. Do you remember yes. Alana? Yes. See, like, you have to start that book. Mm-hmm. Do you read um, fiction at all? I've tried about four times. It's not for me. I would pay so much money to see you read a romance novel. <laughs> I've tried. Ever since I tried, I started trying in August when my mom had her facelift. I went to the bookstore and I was like, come on. And I bought like four, and I, like, I don't even feel nothing towards them. I hate them. I cannot picture you reading 
anything but like a self-help or like I could see you reading a math book. Oh, I, lo- I, I that's what I read. I'm like, I've transitioned into like memoirs um, or now I'm studying like specific subjects. Oh my God. Currently tennis right now and how it applies to life. Like, I, no, it's just really weird. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's something I would love to see, but maybe in an alternate universe you'll do. Yes. But yeah, so I, I've been... I haven't listened to music in months because all I do is audiobooks. Oh. And I'm obsessed with The Court of Thorns and Roses. I can't really talk about it with you because, like, you'll be like, you're crazy. But if I, I bet you 90% of people listening know what A Court of Thorns— I mean, you even knew what it was. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I've heard of it all. Yes. It's just I'm such a enemies-to-lovers type of gal when it comes to reading. Mm-hmm. I love that type of, of romance. So that's that. And then my, like, in-person book um, is also that. And I just— I don't know. It just brings me so much peace to just read. I'm, I I agree on the peace of reading. Um, I like getting lost in their worlds. The exact words that were about to come out of my mouth is I've just never, I hear people, I've been lost in this book and I love picking it up and I enter into that world. And I want to feel that. Like I'm like, <laughs> uh-huh, I can sort of see what you might be talking about. I think I felt that with Yellowstone. And I'll try these books. I'm just like, no, I'm not lost. Well, and like TV, it's just like a known fact that TV sucks in the beginning of the new year. No one wants to put anything good out. I'm not sure the statistics on that. I, re- I saw it on TikTok. That <laughs> they- Stat. <laughs> the source is TikTok. They're like the worst months for TV are like after the holidays. Oh, that makes total sense, actually. And so I just can't watch TV. That's actually really weird because, like, no one's doing anything. So you'd think they would really hammer out good shows then. Right. But okay. And I feel like for you and I, well, you don't really, you're not really a scroller, but you and I are on our computer and phone all day for work, for business and for, like, me and Girl Pod and our personal brands. The last thing I want to do in bed is scroll. Let's talk about the one and only Skims. My favorite. It is just the absolute best, you guys. Jordan completely stopped wearing bras during COVID and I never started. And <laughs> now we both wear the bras because you've got, well, okay. I've got the fits everybody t-shirt bra, the fits everybody push-up bra and the unlined bralette um, bra, which I'm absolutely obsessed with. You've got the no show unlimited demi bra, wireless push-up bra and the wireless scoop bra, not wireless, weightless scoop bra. They're so unbelievably comfortable. I wear them all day. I have one on right now and it feels like so do I. Really? Yeah. Love that. We both have them on. Oh my gosh. I just feel like there's nothing there. And you know, back in the day when you wore wire bras, you would like just couldn't wait to take it off. Oh, yes. At the end of the day, I'm like, wait, oh, I need to take it off. Yeah. You forget that you have it on. I know. Yeah. It's like they had those commercials and it's like, oh, the bra's off. And it's like, you don't feel that with skims because you forget you're wearing it. They're so comfortable. That's because they are made with innovative technology and they give you the best shape and the best support. And it is so Comfortable, and you guys, they offer them now in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, which is absolutely amazing. So it really is for everybody. So believe the hype, which is why Skims has over 100,000 five-star reviews. The Skims bras are now available at skims.com, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you guys. So after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, select our show in the drop-down menu that follows, and of course... Ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for a Valentine's Day gift for a special somebody or for yourself, Skims just launched their best Valentine's shop ever, also available at skims.com. So give yourself a little gift or give it to somebody special because they are comfortable, but they are also cute on. Happy skimming. No, you're making me wonder what I do do because I don't. (laughs) I do do. 
Oh my god, do do. I can't. <laughs> Wait, is that correct? Is that a correct sentence? You're making me wonder what I do do. Yeah, it's correct. Is that like grammatically? Yeah, I, I don't. You're asking the wrong girl. <laughs> I don't I, know. Wait, do do. Wait, hold on. Is this a? Can you say this in a sentence? Are you making me wonder what I do do? You're making me wonder what I do. What I do? Question mark. Yeah. What I do? Yeah. I think you just end with one do. One do. You're making me wonder what I do with my spare time. Yes. That's what I want to know. Yeah, but you're really, I mean, I always wonder that about you too, but you're really good at, like, you're always doing something. But I'm not watching TV and I'm not reading a romance novel and I'm not scrolling on my phone. So what am I doing? I've always wondered that when we travel together because we never share rooms. We always have a lot of alone time and I'm always wondering, I'm always like, what is Alex up to? Because you know me, you could read, like, you're like, Jordan's probably on her phone watching TV or laying out. What's Alex doing? Yeah, I could, ex- I could, all- <laughs> you, and you with the lone time, I think about when you come to LA and I'm like, you'll just be fine. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I guess I'm, I'm journaling most of the time. I color. I'm trying to learn how to juggle. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Juggling is difficult. Painting is, um, on my silver activity list too. Did you see my reel? No. About- oh, with you and Mr. President. Yes. Painting. But that, that you must do. That's a great sober activity. We were sober. Was that in New York? That's in New York. And that is very fun. It's literally by the old Barstool office. Like, did, did you get to keep the stuff you splattered paint on? Yeah. I mean, it, they're, they mail it to you in 10 to 20 days, but like you buy it. Th- that's what you buy is the finished piece of art. So like you pick your own colors. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you guys, I don't know if you saw my reel, but I went to balloon painting with a BB gun. And basically what you do is you walk in, you pick your canvas And then they have a bunch of colors on the wall. And they explain to you, you're going to shoot the balloons out of the colors. And then you're going to do a spin wheel. And it's going to kind of like splatter the colors around. And I was like, is this going to be wonky or is this going to be really cool? And so they have all these examples. And you pick like, we picked blues, pinks, whites. And then they're like, if you want to make a color like that pink a little more dull, you add white to it. You actually fill the balloons like with glue and with the paint and like do the whole process you actually shoot the art down. You actually splatter the paint on it. They actually spin Whoa. the wheel. It was the coolest thing ever. How long did it take? 50 minutes. That's it? That's all it took. <laughs> like just enough to keep your attention span. And like you go to dinner after and it's like still fun. But it was the coolest thing ever. I legit thought that you were going to say it was like a three hour process. Not at all. Whoa. And I know it was one of those things where we were both like, this is cool or not. And it was really cool. Wow. I like that. And then the other date you guys did, um, I think you went to Governor's Island. Oh my gosh. That's year round. Okay. Yes. Yes. So my bucket list. That is underrated. That's another sober activity I could do. 100%. We were sober for that too. Okay. So have you ever taken the train, not the train, have you ever taken the ferry from New York to Governor's Island? Not Governor's Island, but I've taken the ferry to other parts of Manhattan. So that is, I was like, I wonder how long this is going to be. I think it's 12 minutes. And when you get off the ferry on the other side, it is a two minute walk to the spa. Like it's so easy to get to and the ferry's free and then you just walk there. So there's like no Uber involved. Then when you get to the spa, I thought that it was going to be like a semi obstructed view of the city. Cause sometimes on TikTok or Instagram, they'll show you the highlight reel Mm -hmm. and you're like, this is not going to be that cool in person. It's cooler in person. The demographic of this spa is like our age. Exactly. Like it was a bunch of couples our age. You get in the, they have like an Aperol spritz bar. Like they do have bars. 
all around and that you can get facials, you can get massages, you can go into the steam room, the sauna, spend the whole day there. Whoa. You can lay out in the summer and then you go outside and you go into the hot tub, which is like a giant pool and they have these jacuzzis in there and it was like the most fun thing on the planet. It's a fabulous date. Wait, that sounds amazing. You you must go. Fun fact, um, I don't know if his birthday's coming up. I know when your birthday is. You, It's um, buy one, get one, I believe, on your birthday. Really? For access, yeah. I don't know if it's buy one, get one half off or buy one, get one. I think it's buy one, get one. That's a great deal. And it's only the week of your birthday. So, I mean, it's, it's um, I think you get it for the week before and week after your birthday. It's available. Oh, you got to, I mean, everyone should go do this on that birthday then because I don't know the cost. But I asked them because I was like, you, I need to know the price of this because I need to gauge if it's worth it or not. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, for the life of me, I'm getting every number confused it's ever given me right now. But I was like, oh, that's worth it. Especially yeah. on a buy one, get one. That's like, whoa. Love that. You're giving me a lot of sober activity ideas. Yeah, pottery wheeling is next. Oh, I love pottery. I've never done it. If you find a class that's reasonably priced, let me know because I've only been able to find very expensive ones in New York. I think he has one. And we missed it, but I know, yeah, it, we, it was back when we had food poisoning. Oh. Yeah, so we like didn't go, but like I remember. Interesting. Yeah. Is it rude to ask the prices of dates? Because I've, I've been having to ask due to like research purposes. Like we'll leave and I'll be like, I got to know what that costs because if that was $500, I don't know. But if it's, you know, in the one to 150, there's some things we've done where I'm like, that is worth it for two people. That's a great question, but. No, I don't think in this stage of your guys' dating, now that you've been together for so long, well, not so long, but I mean, like, you've been, <laughs> been together an um, hour, but you're... <laughs> We've been together for more than, like, five dates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once you're exclusive with someone, you can talk about that. Like, if Pete and I were going out to dinner, I would love to know the cost of it. Or if Pete and I are going on a trip, like, I want to know the cost. Yeah, like, if it's a new activity and you're going to tell people to go, I feel, I feel like it's okay to be like... Yo, what was that per person? Or yeah. guess. Like afterwards, I'm always like, let me guess kind yeah. of like where we were. And if you were paying, I don't think it would make you mad if he was like, hey, how much was that, by the way? Yeah, just so I can, like, when I refer a friend or something. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. Um, speaking of Pete, us four went on a double date. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Does that seem like five years ago? Yes. Holy cow. Time is being weird lately. Oh. This week has just been a roller coaster of fast and slow time and we've had an episode in between there and we didn't even talk about it but yeah we went on the double date oh yeah we did. and Harrison afterwards was like um well the next morning because we had a lot of fun on the double date um (laughs) I woke up and I was like wait a second because okay so I like only drink wine and champagne now but I've done that for a while yeah so if I throw in an espresso martini like the next morning my head is banging these days you wouldn't espresso martini no I'm just saying I'm saying it's been pretty foolproof. You know, I drink wine and champagne, so pretty much I don't ever wake up being like, what happened? And I woke up the next morning and I was like, well, what? What did happen? I was like, who paid? And he's like, the boys split it. And I'm like, and did we just like get up and walk out? And like, oh my God. Alex, the sign of a good date though. Pete and I were both like, why do I remember that? And when you sent me the picture, I was like, when did we take that? Thank God we liked your favorite. And it looks like what happened was I took some photos of you and Pete and then took some more. Like, you must not have liked the first round. And we, like, readjusted poses. There's selfies with the waitress. Shut up. 100%. Why don't I remember that? Oh, I'll show you the selfies with the waitress. I didn't even—I feel like we didn't even drink that much. No, I don't know what happened. Like, sometimes I feel like a vibe can take over. And, like, I feel like the vibe was good. The conversation was good. 
So <laughs> all four of us were probably like, whoa. The conversation was, it was, guys, it was a really fun double date. And there's always this concept of, okay, because, so like I went out with Harrison's business partner and his wife. Can you say his name now? Harrison's? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, wait. I was like, oh, my God. Did, can I? Yes, I think so. Or I am. Um, but you tagged him, so yeah, you can. Yeah, I guess <laughs> we can free ball it now. Um, so I went out with this business partner's wife. And on the way there, Harrison's like, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm meeting Pete. And I'm like, oh, shoot, it is. You know, like, you don't realize that that they work together, right? And then... Like, so they're together every day. It's like you and I, that's not weird. We're not worried about you and I talking at a dinner table. But then you bring these exterior characters, which happens every time somebody goes on a double date. I didn't even think about that. I didn't either. So, like, for the boys, it was that dynamic. But, like, when I was in L.A., like, we had that dynamic. Oh, yeah. How rested are you? Very rested now. Would that be because of your new Helix mattress that you are absolutely obsessed with? Yes, like a hundred million percent. Okay, go. You took the quiz. You do everything. You're sleeping like a baby. Tell us. Spill. So I feel like I've spent my entire life trying to find the perfect mattress. Mm -hmm. I have tried it all. I've tried X brand, Z brand. I have tried so many brands. Helix came to us and I was going online and I did the sleep quiz. And you know how sometimes you do quizzes, you're like, how are they going to know the perfect bed for me? Totally. But I did the quiz. I got the bed that was made for me based off of my results. Alex... I swear to God, I have never slept so good in my entire life. You talk about it every day. It is so comfortable. They give, they gave me pill. Well, I got pills with it. My neck feels better. My back feels better. I'm not sweating when I sleep. I sleep through the whole night. I just cannot talk about how much better my sleep has gotten since getting a Helix mattress. And Pete sleeps in my bed most nights of the week. He absolutely loves it more than his mattress. My mom tried it out when she came to visit. It's just, it's phenomenal. Okay, and the best part, well, not the best part, because the best part is the sleep that Jordan's getting. But the thing is, the boxes are delivered straight to your door and for free. Like, that on a mattress, they're not leaving it downstairs. Amazing. Yeah. And all mattresses come with a 10- or 15-year warranty, depending on the model. And for a mattress, that is absolutely incredible. Oh, so it was, sorry, it was no, so easy to put together. Like, I pretty much did it myself, and I'm weak. Which is probably why it was picked the number one mattress by GQ and Wired Magazine. Oh. So if you don't trust Jordan, trust them. Yes. So, you guys, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners, so you can be just like Jordan and get the pillows. It's worth investing in a good mattress, you guys. So go to helixsleep.com slash girl and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and you guys, it's not going to last long. So with Helix, get better sleep, and it starts now. And there's nothing better, because this happened, I can say this because it happened in L.A. Like, I woke up the next day, and I was like, I love them. Like, and and thank God for that. Yes. Like, can you imagine waking up the next day and just being like, okay, listen, so that's never going to work. <laughs> Harrison wakes up. I freaking hate those two. Didn't like him one bit. And he, the best thing he said was, and I thought this put it in a really good perspective, um, he was like, he did two things, but the first, the, my favorite was he was like, I can totally hang out and watch football with Pete. And he's like, and the coolest part is I would want Jordan to come. Yeah. And it's like, that's so great. Cause it's like, we knew he loved you, mm-hmm. but he's like, Pete's just like a guy's guy. Like they can do that together. And then he's like, but on top of that, like, and we had so much fun. You girls can come watch the football with us. And I'm like, yeah, which is such a compliment. It's the highest compliment. Especially if two guys want girls around. You're like, oh. 
because I feel like girls always are like, yeah, bring the boys. But if boys are like bringing the girls, it's like, well, they actually like us as people. <laughs> oh my God. It's always <laughs> that. That is like such a funny thing with growing up because it used to be like guy time. Yeah. And I feel like the older we get, the more guys are like, okay, wait, hold on. This goes two ways, I guess. Like, oh, do guys more so say let's bring the girls or the wives or is it like let's leave them at home? I feel like more so I hear let's bring the girls. Yeah. Because everyone I know is like happily with like bringing the girls. That's actually like no one's a pain in the ass. That's actually so true. The older we get, it does kind of change. Which I don't know why that is. But I feel like. Because the boys secretly love being with their girls. And they picked good girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the girls are cool to be around. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. I never thought about that. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. So let's let's kind of like build off of that, I guess, in terms of how you are in a relationship. Like, because you're ahead of me. Yes. <laughs> what? What? I don't know why that just happened. Here's the waitress, by the way. We'll put this up on the screen. Oh, yeah, we took a selfie with the waitress. <laughs> Wait! Shut up! Oh, 100%. Was her name Shannon? Because she was the best. I think her name was Shannon. <laughs> Shout out to Shannon. I'm just going to text this in the group text right now <laughs> for the day that... Oh, my God. I do not remember that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Also, too, I think when I drink... Like, I don't think I black out because I drink too much. I think I black out in incidents when I'm with people I'm really comfortable with, and I feel super safe and comfortable with you three. So I just, like, let my brain relax. Oh, I think that's a, such a good point. When you know you have to stay on, you're like, you can't. Yeah. Oh, I think. That, wait, that's such a good point. Maybe we put our brains to bed because we were comfortable and safe. Probably. And also, like, you knew you were getting home safe because you had him, and I knew I was going, getting home safe because I had Pete. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> brain break. <laughs> that's exactly what I— No, I seriously think you're right. I think I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. That makes total sense, yes. So I think a big thing, and you can answer this because you have, like, experienced what it's like to be with a, a partner and not with a partner. Who knew? Uh, what I've recently realized is— <laughs> Oh, God, this makes me nervous. Well, I, you know, I was like, I can't give anybody advice, and I can't because I don't know anything about relationships. <laughs> but I realized I do kind of have, like— to, I have a lens, like sitting at that table that we were all at, I do have one lens that nobody else has. And I know what to expect in a marriage. Yeah. Because I had a great one. And yeah. like a normal one. And it's like, oh, and I'm just starting to realize that. You officially can say you can give advice on how to, <laughs> what's the angle? <laughs> how to get through a divorce. <laughs> No, I can't. <laughs> you can it leveled me. How to um, continue your life after a divorce. You yeah, did I, a really good job at that. I can say I can say there's life on the other side of a very shitty situation. How to move on. Yes, how to move on. Which we talked about in last week's episode. Totally. And but, can I say I've gotten a lot of DMs from people to, to call back to that. Oh. Of, and ironically, a lot of people I know that are like, you might not have known. And I, I kind of know them like I might not have their phone number type know them. But like they'll DM me like we went to high school together. Or I knew them through a friend, and they'll be like, okay, you probably didn't know this, but I was dating a guy, and even though they broke up, you know, for X amount of years, or I've recently got divorced, or I'm going through it, and like, A, you show me there is life on the other side, or B, I'm totally on the other side, and at the time, I felt like I was in the dark, and it's just like, there's a lot of dark to social media, mm-hmm. but there's so much light when it comes to things like that, because yes. it's like, 
people feel less alone. And I think that's really sweet and empowering. No, I love that because so something that it kind of ties in with last week's episode, but something I've, you know, I struggle with abandonment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Abandonment issues. Just like the name of the game. And something that I've talked about in therapy is I'm always preparing for the ultimate abandonment mm-hmm. in any type of relationship. It's with you. It's with my, not so much my parents, because like they're legally bound to me. Pete, my other friends, like it's almost like the best way to describe it is in every relationship, it's almost like you live in a house you feel very safe in, but you always have an escape plan if there's a fire. Like no matter what, it's like embedded in you. Like you you know like that, you, that's abandonment issues you're saying? That, that's like how I described it in my head. Oh. Or how I'm always preparing for the ultimate abandonment. Okay, got it. It's like I'm in this very, very safe house that ninety like there's a 99.999 chance there will never be a fire. But since there is that 0.001% there will be, I have a plan of how I would get out of the house if there was a fire. Okay. So in every relationship with Pete, I hope I spend the rest of my life with him. I love that kid. Like, he is the best. And I tell him this, but I'm like— there is a chance that you could leave me one day because I have abandonment issues. So I always have like this plan of what I'll do and like how I'll continue life. If he were to leave, like I make sure I keep busy with work. I make sure I keep busy with my friends. Like I have all these like boxes I constantly check. And I was talking to my therapist about it and she's like, it's because you don't live in the gray. You live either you're this extreme of like, you guys are going to end and you're going to be forever alone. You're going to have no life after him or you guys are going to be married and you're going to be fine. And it's even with you, it's like, since we now work, well, we've always worked together, but like, it's like either we're going to be super successful, blah, 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 with the podcast, this and this, or it's going to go down in burning flames mm-hmm. and I don't see an end. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, no, but yes, I'm understanding what you're saying. And it's like, but most people live in the gray. Like you probably live in the gray every day. Like, oh, if something were to happen, like, it's fine. Like life will continue slowly. Cause like you don't live so extreme with abandonment. Well, I'll die in the fire. The fire. Yeah. Does that make sense though? It, well, it does make sense. Like, yes. So, okay. So explain the analogy of the house makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the analogy of the gray makes sense. So what are you, you're currently trying to get in the gray, which compare that to the house. So that's like, it, it could catch on fire, could not, but I don't really care, but I do have the fire exit if I need it. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be thinking about it every day or like, Okay, so you're, like, waking up saying, is a toaster on fire? Yes. But it's, like, probably not. Like, every day I think in the back of my head, okay, if this were all to end, how would I How would I continue with it? Got with life. Got it. Okay. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. So how are you transitioning to the gray? What's the exercises? So I'm working on that right now, but I'm trying to always remember when everything ends, there's always a new beginning mm-hmm. somewhere. And I try to give myself examples, like, Okay, I moved to New York with a fresh start. Everything was starting new. I figured it out. Mm-hmm. I went to college starting new. I figured it out. Mm-hmm. I ended a five-year relationship. I figured it out. Like, even examples like Alex went through a divorce. She figured it out. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone figures it out. Right. And try to be a little bit more um, in the gray of, like, so with my friends, it's really hard to balance a relationship, a friendship, a career. So instead of giving a whole entire weekend or a whole entire day to Pete or my friends, it's like, oh, just get like brunch with my friend and consider that catching up. Go on a walk with them to continue the relationship. So yes. I feel secure, like they're still in my life rather than giving like a whole Saturday and Sunday to them. Yes, you are a Saturday full booker. Yeah, I'm a full booker when it comes to a lot of things. Right. Okay. Oh, okay. 
And the reason you're a full booker is you're watering the plant because I, I, I don't live in the gray. Okay, so that that's where it's black or white. So you're like, in your mind with a friendship, I guess, in a black or white scenario, it's like you're not talking to them mm-hmm. or it is a full book of a Saturday and like that is, instead of being like, let's go on a walk or get a coffee and then that's it and then bye, see ya. Yeah. And then go hang out with Pete. And so yeah. it's like you watered all the pots that day. Yeah, because when you get in a relationship, no matter what and no matter the type of person you are, it gets harder to balance friendships. Mm-hmm. And... Before, when I was single, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I have nothing going on on Saturday. Let's just do whatever. But now it's like, okay, I want to see Pete and I need to, I know, I don't, I want to see my friends, but it's like, it's okay to get brunch with your friend and then get dinner with Pete or get brunch with your friend, work, and then the next day see Pete, which to some people they might be like, well, duh. But to me, it's like something I really struggle with. Yeah. No, but it's cool to hear you articulate it because I am I am saying and thinking, of course. But like you, it is, and Jordan and I talked about this if you're a new listener early on, like we have very different scheduling styles. Yes. And like, and I and I had to learn hers and she had to learn mine. And and it's like I I would of course book like multiple things in a day. Yeah. But like you, of course, would not. No. So it's just like understanding, okay, so that's your black and your white and your gray. Now enter Pete. Yeah. Into the equation, you're like having to remind yourself you can do your friends still and mm-hmm. they'll feel loved, but they just don't get the whole day. Yeah. Or even like, it's like nothing has to be so all in. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to just live in the gray. Like that's what I'm all, I like. That's like my new mantra. Like just live in the gray. So when those situations arise, do you like pull back and you're like, what's the gray of this? Yeah. So for example, um, my like uh, two of my friends were like, let's do something this weekend. I have plans Friday and I'm getting dinner with Pete. I have, friend, I have dinner plans Friday with a different group of friends. And then Saturday night, I'm hanging out with Pete. So in my head, I was like, oh my God, I'm busy all weekend. Then I was like, live in the gray, live in the gray. And I was like, let's do brunch on Saturday. There you go. So I was like, okay, you can check all the boxes, which like old Jordan had been like, I'm busy. Can't do it. I'll see you guys next week. Right, like d- booked. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so this this brings up the point of like, what type of person are you in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Because there are people, more so in college, I felt like, that would get a boyfriend, and then you'd be like, then we never see her anymore. Yes. She's gone. Or there was the type of people that would, you know, get the boyfriend, and you'd be like, she still does such a good job of us seeing her. Mm-hmm. Now, the older we get, I feel like the more appropriate it is to be like, she's dating someone, and she's all, like, that's just because we're, you know, you're probably going to marry you're older, like, of course, you just work and water the relationship. So what kind of person would you say you are in a relationship? How much do you love to treat yourself? Oh, I love to treat myself every day. Maybe get a pedicure and opt for the 10-minute extra foot massage? Oh, every time. <laughs> Refuse to make a coffee at home and go out and get a coffee instead? Every day. Opt for the extra legroom seat on the airplane, a.k.a. Delta Comfort Plus. <laughs> All the time. If that's not your favorite. <laughs> Always buy double at the sale because, well, that's actually girl math and you're saving money. Well, if you're the girl, like Jordan and I, that treat yourself to the top options with everything in life, have you ever asked yourself why would you settle when finding a doctor? That's a good question. If your health is, well, everything after all? Exactly. So enter, ladies and gentlemen, and we've probably all heard of it, ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top-tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. I used them when I first moved to New York to find a dermatologist, actually. Still go to them today. Because it's so important to not settle, especially when it comes to your health and finding the right doctor for you. 
correct? How, Jordan's one of those that like makes those doctor's appointments and attends them. Yeah, and I try to force Alex to go to them annually, but she doesn't always. I don't <laughs> always, but when I do, I actually do use ZocDoc because it makes it so convenient. And you guys, ZocDoc is a free app and website. And the best part is you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book the appointment with them online, which is great for people like me. ZocDoc, let me spell it, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash mean girl. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash mean girl and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book top rated doctors today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash mean girl. ZocDoc dot com slash mean girl. I know. And that's the thing I'm trying to learn and think about because I never want to be that girl who is the one where it's like, oh, she got a boyfriend. We never saw her again. But I also am understanding the older you get and in the different seasons of life, your partner does become more of your life because everyone around you gets partners. Like in Minnesota, all my friends have relationships and same with in Oklahoma. So you prioritized Graham more at the time and I prioritized well, I didn't have a boyfriend in Minnesota, but like my right. friends prioritize their boyfriends more and I didn't even think twice of it. Well, and and there's a lot of double dating. Yeah. Normally there. Yeah. And then in New York, all my friends were single. So I prioritized my friends more. And now when I hang out with Pete, it's weird because I'm like, wait, no one, like you're my only friend who has a boyfriend. Right. So I'm trying to figure out this balance of doing both, but it's a lot more difficult than I realized when you're the outlier of your friend group. Totally. Because, yeah, so I guess I just sort of went through this exactly on the opposite side of you. Yeah. Right, because I was so used to thinking for two. Mm-hmm. And then whenever Graham left New York, my social circle became like my single friends. And I loved that era, right? And really none of them had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friends back at home, of course, were still married. And so it is this really interesting dynamic that you never think about. And now that Harrison enter, entered the picture kind of out of nowhere, what one thing I found comfort, co- comforting is like introducing him to you guys and bringing him around in person, right? And I think the reverse with him, like me whenever I'm there. But with my friends from back at home, photos of like what we're doing, Oh, I like that. Like I sent them popcorn. Kind of like trying to loop them in so they feel included. Yeah. Because there is kind of that disconnect there when it's like if you can't show up in person, Mm -hmm. sort of just making them feel loved with like the power of a text message or a photo. Yeah. I feel like can kind of like mend that gap. But I'm with you. I never want to be the friend that just like goes off the grid when there's a new boy in the picture. Yeah. And I would have some friends that just like full blown disappear. And it's like, do your thing. Yeah. Of course. But it's like, you do have to ask yourself when you're dating somebody new, like what kind of person do you want to be in that regard? Yeah. Cause no one really talks about the evolution of a friendship throughout life. Like you kind of just assume the friendship you have when you're 21 will be the friendship you have your whole life. But there's so many factors of some people get really busy jobs. Some people get married. Some people have kids and it's no one really talks about how to navigate that and that it is okay to spend. I mean, some people might disagree, but it is okay to spend more time with your partner. It is okay to still hang out with your friends. It's, but like, I just feel like that's never been a conversation that I've really heard. Also, I've never really experienced because I have, this is my first time having a boyfriend in five years in my upper 20s. Right. 
it it is like I feel like so many people get slapped on the hands when they get in a relationship and they don't want to go out as much. Yes. And it's like, I don't want to go out as much, but that's not necessarily that's not Pete's fault. That's me loving the comfort of being home with a person I love mm-hmm. and not wanting to get hammered. Because I'll be honest, like I went out to meet guys. But now that I have that guy, like I don't find the need as much. Okay, this is, that's fascinating to me. So I'm having a hard time actually compartmentalizing because I feel like I just so quickly went from one to two to three. I, I just lived three phases like so fast. Like, oh, oh. like married single boyfriend is like so <laughs> confusing. And so it's like, um, did you say boyfriend? <laughs> sorry, married single dating somebody. Um, and it's like, okay, so one thing we talked about was when, why would at, you know, 28 and above, why would a girl or a guy be in a nightclub at 2.30 a.m. with with your significant other, why would you be there? Because, mm-hmm. like, neither of you probably want to be there. Without your significant other, why on earth are you there? Yeah. And it's like, so the way you socialize when you're single, if you're 30 and you're single and you're at the nightclub at 2.30 a.m., I could probably guess, you know, most of the guys there are also single. So it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Albeit 30 is probably old for like some areas, but New York, that would be like the 35. You can be in the nightclub single, right? Yeah. But if you're dating somebody, like you're not there anymore. So then the question becomes like, well, when do you hang out with your single friends? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And the older we get, the more various groups of friends we have, right? So you've got your single friends, you've got your relationship friends, as do I. Mm-hmm. And then when you start dating somebody new, then they're going to have the same thing too. So you've got four groups of friends who have no overlap. So it's like, how do you hang out with them? And then do you, you want to bring your significant other with you so they can meet them? And it's just this dynamic that's like, I, I have never, I've never thought about it. I'm like kind of. Don't mean to stress you out. No, it's, <laughs> it, I think about it all the time. But it is kind of like, it's something I'm really like struggling with right now. And not in a way where it's affecting my life. It's just, I don't ever want to let the people I love around me down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I get that. I don't feel like I'm, le- the thing is, I'm like, huh. Yeah, it's, it's something I'm really working on because I will be the, f- I will be honest with my friends. I don't want to go out to the bar till 3 a.m. anymore. I will gladly go to a boozy dinner with you when I drink again. Um, but then like, I'm going to go to bed at 10. That's your happy place. Even if Pete's not with me, I still want to go to bed at 10 on a Saturday. Right. <laughs> because I'm at that point in my life where I, I don't want to sacrifice sleep anymore to meet a guy because I, I have my guy. Yes, and I can sleep. Yeah. Do you know what I think too? When we were younger and you didn't go out until midnight mm-hmm. and after dinner you wanted to go home and go to bed, people were like, she's Me boring. Every time. She's changed. Like the guy changed her. But now the older we get, the more we're like, do your thing. You do your thing. Like everyone take care of yourself because we're all just happier that way. So if you want to go to the dinner and then you're like, good night, guys, going to bed, everyone's a lot more likely to be like, see ya. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so much, I think I used to be like, oh, I wish you all would go out with me afterwards. You know, and the ones that didn't is like, darn. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, they were just like five years ahead of us protecting their peace. Yeah. Now we're like, everyone do your thing. But something you taught me, because I never really experienced it a ton 
until I met you was you were always that friend who was like, do what you want to do. You don't want to go. You do you. You don't want to go to this dinner on vacation. You do you. Like you always were so good at compromise. Like I'm going to see you, but if you don't want to do everything, that's fine. I don't, I don't want anyone to do anything that they don't want to do. Does that make sense? Like, yes, I'm like, I'm like, I do, do you know what? I actually could do everything. I mean, I really do. I like my new boy, right? And so I, I say this with a little asterisk. Like, I could do everything alone. Mm-hmm. And like, if people attended or didn't, I, do, I, I can't think of a time when I like cared. Yeah. Like, I'm just kind of like. But like, since you made me realize how lovely that is, I started doing that. And I was like, now I don't put pressure on people at all. I'm like, you don't want to go. It's fine. Like, I just want, I never want to, like, this is your life. Like, obviously you have to be selfish at times, but like, if you don't want to go to a dinner, don't go to a dinner. Don't go to it. And if you don't want to go out, after, no big deal. Yeah. Like, don't be the the shitty friend who flakes last minute. But like, if, if your friend is like, me and three girlfriends are going out to dinner and then you're like, well, I don't really think, like, it's fine. Like, that's fine. She has two other friends to go with. But like, if it's 45 minutes before you're about to go to dinner with one friend who had the whole weekend plan, like, that's a little different. Yeah, and she's like dressed and like walking out the door. Yeah. Yeah, no to that. But like, if you're going on a vacation and it's like a spur of the moment, like you and I travel together so much. Mm-hmm. And I know this with you in LA too. It's just like, here's the things that are planned. Come if you want, come if you don't. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to go or I might not go. Yeah. And it's just like so... I think that takes the, if people don't feel pressure. Yeah. You want to do it more if you don't feel pressure. Totally. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'll go. Why not? Yeah. She's not making me go. Yeah, the pre- pressuring people into doing things is like, can't have it. Yeah. And I feel like that applies though to the new relationships too. You kind of know the friends that are going to be like, she's got a new boy. Mm-hmm. Let her go. Let her do her thing. She'll call me when she wants, but I love you from afar. Yeah. Versus but- like that. I don't see you anymore. That's like. It makes me not want to see you then. It's like going to a new city. Okay. You go to a city to travel. Let's say I go to, let's give Nashville for an example. And I'm there and I post that I'm there. And someone texts me, you know, that lives there. And they're like, um, this is like not a subtweet, by the way. It's a rant. Like there's nobody there that would do this. And we have like a lot of friends in Nashville and they're all wonderful about this. But it's like, oh, so you're here. Well, when do you want to hang out? And it's like, well, no, because I knew I was coming. So I would have texted you if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And then like they'll, they'll hit you up again. You're literally in my city. Why aren't we hanging out? It's like, I know I'm in your city. Like when someone comes to New York, I'm not like, <clears throat> right? I'm like, hey, let me know if you need Rex. Enjoy your time. Like they know I live here. We're good to go. You don't have. You don't owe me anything. And we know so many people in the United States that live in random cities that I want to feel free to travel to Miami. And you're not like, <sighs> no, literally. Where are you at? It's like, yo, come on. I could not agree with you more. Like, I will never be offended if someone comes to New York and doesn't hit me up. No way. I'll actually be grateful. That they That's my thing. I'm like, oh, don't hit me up. And I'm like, let me comment on your pic and be like, isn't it the best city ever? You look adorable. You hit great spots. Yes. And if you do, if you wouldn't mind seeing them, I'm down for like, a, hey, would love to see you. But like, I totally get that you might not be able to. Yeah. And I totally get that you might be here to visit other friends be here with your friends or with your family or your boyfriend or your girlfriend that like you're not thinking of me. Yeah. And and let me know if I can make a reservation for you. Yeah. I would be happy to. Oh my gosh. Also, can we just go back to, because I just want everyone listening to, I, there's nothing worse than when you're with someone who is like, you've changed because you have a boyfriend. When it comes to like things that don't matter in life about like going out. It's one thing if this person's become a bad person, but if that's like, 
or you're boring now. It's like, don't, don't make people feel bad because they've changed their habits because they're happy. Well, and there's a very fine line between you've changed. Okay, how? You never go out anymore. You don't black out with me anymore. Like, you didn't, your comment didn't make me want to run out with you because I didn't feel supported by you. Yeah. As opposed to, hi, I miss you so much. I'm so happy for you and your new relationship. And I totally get that, like, you are all in on that right now. But, girl, I want one dinner with you just because I love you. Yeah. Okay, I want to go to dinner with you. Yes. But you wording it like you've changed. I'm like, ah, well, it doesn't feel very happy because now I don't want to tell you about my new boyfriend. Because you're going to be like, uh-huh. Yes. I've had people who've been like, you're boring now. Don't be boring because you have a boyfriend now. And I'm like, you just lost privilege of hearing about my boyfriend now. Yep, that's gone. You're not meeting my boyfriend anymore. And guess what? Now I'm not going to go out with you. And I'm going to hang out with my boyfriend. Right. And if you want to tell someone they've changed, you need to be in their inner circle. And mm-hmm. by inner circle, I mean like on Pinned on the top of their phone if they have, you know, more than five people pinned. Yeah. And if you're in that circle and you want to come to me and be like, we got to talk. I think you've changed. And listen, I think being in the same place as last year is a scary place to be. So I'm all for change, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we had a coworker write about how we've changed and I thought, good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's sometimes where somebody says that and you say, well, thank God. And I'm happy with the change. But I think if you're like, listen, you know, you are going out with this new guy until 6 a.m. every day. And your eyes looked a little coked out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we've changed. It's like, well, bring it, bring on that combo. Yes, yes. Yes. You know, like that's the kind of change from my inner circle mm-hmm. that I'm down for a check on. Yeah. But not, you know, like you haven't gotten off the couch in a month. And, you know, I just want to make sure you're not depressed. Yeah. You aren't prioritizing yourself or your happiness anymore. Bring on that change. Yes. But you're, you stopped <laughs> talking to me as much. It's just like, well, we're also growing up. Yeah, Exactly. Like, sometimes I think people just need to realize it's not their partner. It's the age we're at, the season of life we're at. And also, like, maybe that person right now just doesn't want to do something because of where they're at in life. But then in three months, just give them time to, like, do their thing and they'll come back around. You might see them all the time. Totally. And think about your angle. Mm -hmm. Like, if someone's saying you've changed because you don't hang out with me anymore, what they're saying is I miss you. Yeah. But they should say I miss you. Because you're going to be like, whoa, changed. Like, well, I have changed because I'm dating someone. So, like, everything's changed. Yeah. But what are you trying to say to me? Do you Mm -hmm. miss me? Or you're, like, not happy for me? You know? Like, the delivery, I feel like, is so important in that message. Yes. Oh, my God. Delivery is everything. And, yeah, and I understand where it's coming from. Yeah, like, when you send it, you know, you've changed more. Just change that to, hey, I miss you. And so happy for you because you guys are adorable. But I miss you. Change it to the eyes, right? The eye. I yeah, feel. I feel. Not you are. Don't say I feel like you changed. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. That's still cheating. Yeah, it, can't, it can't be like you this, you that. It could be like I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So these are just new things I'm experiencing. Um, yeah. But, but I will say this, though. Like I'll say from my observations about you now having a boyfriend are these things. One, you seem very peaceful, mm-hmm. very happy, mm-hmm. very content. Like, giggly and so in love, right? Yes. Okay, I have not noticed an absence of social. No. I think that's because, though, I think it's our natural evolution of, like, life, where we are, the city we're in, our jobs. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, 
who is going out a lot, I don't know. I don't know. Or I haven't noticed. Yeah. Like, please go get your dinners. Like, do your New Year's thing, right? Like, of course you're doing that. Mm -hmm. But I don't really know anyone that's doing it differently than you. That's actually really I wouldn't say there's, like, some massive change that's occurred. That's nice to hear. That's not some, like, natural step in your life that would happen when you have a boyfriend that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Like, please, let's water the tree. Yeah. No, that's good to hear. I also think, too, we're all harder, harder on ourselves than we realize. Totally. And I think, too, you've had friends that have gotten in relationships, gotten married, and you've seen how that evolves back in Minnesota, right? <laughs> I was going to say, and? And me. <laughs> and not Ben. <laughs> we can't. Like, it's not a joke. I've had friends in all aspects. Jordan's like, and I now have a divorce friend, so I actually have somebody in every phase of life. And I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> Ricochet shot at me. But I'm happy to be, you know, everyone's reason. You've taught me so much. All my friends are like, I have a divorce friend. I'm like. <laughs> I'm very well versed in the friend category. Yeah. Oh, your friend's getting divorced. Tell her to call me. <laughs> you know, literally. I'll walk her through it. I walked Alex through it. It's like, what? Um, but it's like, we've seen people do all these phases and so sometimes people haven't seen friends do all those phases. Mm-hmm. So it's jarring to know how to Facts. support. That's actually so true, especially coming from the South, the Midwest. Yeah, we get, we've kind of had the New York and then we've had that. And it's like, okay, we've seen a lot of different phases and oh, we love all of them. That's actually so valid, Alex. I love every phase that I've seen somebody go through. Yeah. And I understand it. Yeah. Because if, if I lived in New York and moved to Minnesota, I would be like, whoa, what, why is everyone in a relationship? What? How do I function here? Where totally. are my single girls at? And vice versa. And it's like, we knew exactly how to function there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, do you have a listener question? I do. You were in my mind, but you're going to have to read it off. <laughs> okay. I heard this on TikTok. Let's say you're dating a guy and he's tight with all your groups of girlfriends. After a few times hanging out and going out, he feels like one of your friends tried to make a move on him, but he denied the move happening. How would you want him to address it? Like, would you want him to tell you she tried to make a move on him? Or would you want him to bring it up to that girl and be like, hey, that was really inappropriate that you tried to make the move on me? Or just wait until something actually happens? Okay, so it would be like... Like me me and seven of your best friends, like we're all girls, right? And then you start dating Pete. Mm -hmm. Pete comes out, we all go out together, right? And after a couple times going out, he's like, hey, Martha... Tried to make a move on me. Oh, one of my friends made a move on Pete? Yes, but he's saying he denied the move. Like, so nothing happened. Oh. So you, so the question is, but you don't know this yet. So you're objectively answering, how do you want Pete to handle it? So it's hard because it's, it's like, what was the move that was made? Mm-hmm. Not that this matters, but how intoxicated was Martha? Right. And how many times has this happened? Right. Because I think we all can say, like, unfortunately, like, someone has said, like, something a little too flirty or maybe made, like, a pass, but then they never have done it again. And it's just, like, sometimes there's no need to bring that up because you're just hurting so many people around you. Mm -hmm. But if Martha's over here trying to smooch Pete or, like, like, groping him, yeah, you better tell me. Right. It's hard. Yeah, because if it's a gray area, it's like Martha kind of— did it, but, like, Martha was hammered. Yeah. And what we don't know won't kill us happens. Let's not, I don't want to know. Yeah. But if it's a needs to be reported and 
maybe I need to check Martha as my friend, mm-hmm. then I think it's the guy's duty to tell you. But the guy, this this is a lot of pressure for the guy. Mm-hmm. He needs to reconcile it in his head. And if he tells a single soul, even a friend, he has to tell me too. Yeah. Oh, yes. But if he's like, didn't happen, we're taking this one to the grave. Now, if something happens, you got to tell. But if it's like, I think she kind of put her hand on my leg for a second, but I'm not sure. Like, reass- reassess, because that could just be some unnecessary drama. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's said perfectly. Yeah. But the person, the person with the knowledge there, like, that it happened to, that's such a hard spot to be in. Because if you tell somebody, you're passing that baton to them as well. Mm-hmm. You both have this. And it's just like, oh, it's just so heavy. It's such a messy situation. That's like... <sighs> Those are like my biggest fear situations, like the movies where you see the best friend and your boyfriend actually have an affair behind your back, like that type of thing. Like it was that, happening the whole time. You lose your best friend and you lose your boyfriend. And the, and everyone knew about it. And you're yeah. like, wait, what? So then you lose all your friends because they all knew. Yeah. And you, then you have to hate them. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. So I think if it's, if physical contact is like actually made, we must, we must report. Yes. And the way you do that is you go right to girl yeah um he would need to come to me yeah yeah he's got to and then he can't even go to martha and say like you tell her i will it's like no pete you go yeah because you're dating she said dating yeah um but then i think i think if it's loose and it's like a hand graze on accident you're kind of like what's that yeah let's read let's see if it happens again if it happens again you're not crazy i think that's perfect okay that's it for today's episode as always thank you for listening to mean girl pod powered by just media house i'm alex bennett and i'm jordan woodruff so ab do what you do best if you enjoyed the show don't forget to like comment subscribe rate and review we are at mean girl pod on all platforms stay connected with us on instagram tiktok youtube facebook and snapchat at mean girl pod podcast and social artwork and post-production by Creative Evolution Studios. Theme song to the Mean Girl Pod performed by Sergi Asbel. Mean Girl Pod, where your besties in your ear. New episodes every Monday.